Um, how about we do another one, guys? Should Christians stay away from yoga because of its demonic roots? Totally. Yoga is demonic. Welcome back to 10 Minutes Together. Mark Driscoll, Mars Hill, and me, part three. Well, that clip was one of the more revolutionary examples of Mark Driscoll's teaching for me. And I know that that may sound like a really weird, kind of a bizarre clip to use, but allow me to explain it in this way. Piggybacking off of the end of part two, my friend Isaiah opened my eyes to a whole world of Christian teaching called sermon clips or sermon jams, as they're known uh, on YouTube. This is where I found Mark Driscoll. Eventually, after just devouring all of the three to eight minute long clips on YouTube that I could possibly find of bits of sermons he had preached or Matt Chandler had preached, or I found his app and started listening. And But before I got into really his full-length sermons, it was clips like this. Uh, and this clip that I played for you in the beginning, I only played for you a couple of seconds of the very beginning of it, but what I knew of the Bible and of Christianity really consisted of a very passive understanding of Jesus and of the Christian gospel. In other words, it was very much a deep inside my heart feeling intangible sort of faith that influences us in our thoughts and encourages us to be kinder, gentler people. Now, I don't think that that is in any way opposed to what the real message of the gospel is. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that that is necessarily wrong. It was just, that's, I think, how it was sort of just spoken about in churches when I was younger. I was, when I was really young, I was, you know, a kid in the, in the seeker-sensitive church movement where, you know, just like they said in Who Killed Mars Hill podcast, uh, pastors were wearing flowery shirts, and it was all about how to keep the beat up and get the visitors in and delivering a message that's good for the soul. Chicken soup for the soul. And that really summarizes the overall feeling I think that I had with biblical teaching. And I didn't even know that I thought it should be any different at the time. But when Mark Driscoll comes along and drops this bomb of, should you do yoga? Well, yeah, you should you should stop, or should you not do yoga because it's demonic? Yeah, it's demonic. Why would the world would you possibly think that it would be okay for you to worship Jesus and also participate in a demonic method of exercising? Now, this did a couple of things for me. Number one, what it did was it opened my eyes to a sort of a way of being a Christian. And being blunt is not the right word, but uh, forward, like proud of the truth. That's that's what comes across whenever I hear him speak. He is proud of what he believes is the truth. There's something really noble about that. And there was seemingly like an air of, I don't even know what it would be called, but there was always this feeling of like doubt or like room for, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a common phrase, you know, if, if I'm right, then you have a lot to worry about. 
the person who doesn't believe in God. And if I'm wrong, hey, we've, we've, we've both not lost anything. So it's this very passive like, hey, I'll take a swing at the right thing. And hey, if, it, if I'm wrong, no big deal. But if I'm right, hey, you better, you better jump on board. That sort of passive was, was completely confronted by Mark Driscoll's way of reading the Bible and teaching. What he saw was the responsibility of anyone who wants to profess themselves to be a part of the Christian faith. And this was incredibly like energizing. It was motivating and it was felt like it, it brought me, it, it made me see a way of being coming into my masculinity and becoming an, a man and an adult and also bringing this faith right along with me. A faith which was mostly characterized by women and children in the church because a lot of men that I knew straight up didn't go to church with their families because they didn't buy it. And so because of that, when he dropped that information about yoga, I was like, I didn't know any of that. So it gave me the sense that he was like historically and aware and like had studied religions. And though he's definitely not an expert in world religions, but just the fact that he brought that into the teaching for me was like revolutionary. I'd never heard anybody do that. So when when I'm hearing these clips early on, I'm starting to hear the Bible in a different way, in a more powerful way, in a more active way, in a way that required movement on the part of the Christian. This made me proud to be a Christian in a way that I don't know I was before him. There was always an aspect or a part of who I was that, though I was a Christian and though I would say I was a Christian, there was this part of me that believed it was in some way emasculating. Uh, and that was probably a, a good thing. And again, I can't even point to you of a time or a thing anyone said to me or a sermon that I had heard that made me believe that or feel that way. It was just a part of the air. It was a part of the overall feeling of being in church from as young as I can remember. It was just very emotive. Sensitivity was highly regarded. Crying was very highly regarded. And Mark Driscoll showed me that no, like true masculine traits of confident and aggressive even, and forthright with what he thought was the truth, was perfectly capable of being brought into a vibrant Christian faith grounded in the truth of sacred scripture. And when I heard clips like this one about yoga, one about death, just he he was just confronting topics and issues straight in their face and telling you this is why it's wrong and this is why you should stop doing it now or stop calling yourself a christian it was incredibly uh convicting because it, he he brought you to a crossroads he brought you to a fork in the road 
where he very clearly said, this is the way. You can either go this way or you can not be a Christian. You can just do what the rest of the world does. And that is, in essence, what initially brought me and and sparked my interest in Mark Driscoll. And so after Isaiah showed me those clips, I just went crazy. And the first thing that I recognized was the difference in the way he made me feel like my faith was an active thing to be conscious of and not a passive faith that relied on me crying or having some emotional response at any certain time. So it was powerful. It was very, very powerful. And that's going to do it for part three. It's absolute paganism. It's absolute paganism. We don't go in to ourselves. We go out to Jesus. We're not trying to be one with creation. We're trying to be reconciled to the Father through the Son by the Spirit. Yoga and meditation and Easternism is all opening to demonism. So we could say, well, when I chant, I chant Jesus. Well, you know what? The, de- the demons don't really care what you chant as long as you do what they want. I mean, you could get drunk and sleep with your girlfriend and say, Jesus, it doesn't make it all great. 